Welcome to Just Jive Pod, a podcast where we share a drink, talk about life, and just jive. My name is Jerome. And I'm Jesse, and welcome back for another session, and this is our first, um, yeah, this is, I think, our first uh, uh, monthly cycle of doing um, what we are calling, like, I guess, headlines or um, some interesting current event topics. Um, We've we've done a couple of these uh, this last year, but we're kind of throwing it into a more scheduled rotation, so Mm -hmm. it's kind of, this this particular one, we have some interesting things that have happened recently, Yeah, um, which we will cover. A lot of like puzzling type of articles and Mm -hmm. I think uh, some positive ones as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Some positive ones, some, uh, but ultimately some really (laughs) crazy discussion. (laughs) Yeah. Um, As usual, uh, just to do some housekeeping things. uh, Again, if you guys are coming onto our podcast or are recently checking us out, welcome. We're we're glad you guys are are tuning in with us. Um, We are a a lifestyle podcast. Um, It's basically an excuse for us to talk about whatever we want. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, if you are checking us out, I'm sure you're finding us on one of our um, uh, streaming mediums. Um, Our most popular ones are iTunes, um, Google, and Spotify. So if you haven't already, please do uh, subscribe to us. Um, It just gives us an idea of uh, who's out there, who's listening, and uh, who's enjoying and tuning in with us. Um, we also do have our social media, um, and again, it's been a little bit, but we've uh, rebranded, uh, and it, I don't know, I feel pretty good about it. Um, our, our main uh, social media platform that we've been using is our Instagram, which is at JustJivePod. Again, that's at JustJivePod. Give us a follow, and uh, we do post um, three times a week, once uh, when we release our session, once for the drinks um, that we, we feature every every session, as well as um, our recommendations that we also include every session. And then lastly, um, we are now active on our Twitter, um, which is, again, the same handle, at JustChivePod. And uh, give us a follow there. You get some sneak peeks and uh, uh, to, uh, into a little bit of the session. Yep. All right, listeners, hope you guys enjoy this session as much as we did. And, uh, yeah, enjoy. Hey Jesse, how you doing? Good man, how are you? Uh, this it's another week. Um, yeah, but you know, as usual, why don't we just start off with what we're drinking? And what are you drinking over there? Yeah, man, I'm drinking something uh, pretty tasty. Um, it's a hard apple cider, cinnamon apple cinnamon hard cider, I should say. It's from mm. uh, Cider Boys uh, from Wisconsin uh, Brewing, and it's the Mad Bark, and mm. it is five percent ABV. And honestly, like, I don't drink a lot of hard ciders much mm. just because it's like, you know, usually go for like the heavier beers and whatnot, IPAs and all mm-hmm. that. But yeah, you know what? This is, it's kind of like a better juice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, definitely enjoying uh, the, the apple and cinnamon taste. So yeah, definitely enjoying it. How about yourself? Nice, man. Uh, I'm drinking another whiskey. Um, and mm. I feel like I'm probably going to just be featuring a lot of these moving forward just because mm-hmm. I have a ton and trying to at least like crack some open. But I don't know. It's going to take a while, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this week, um, I am drinking something that I actually just got um, from a recent whiskey tasting. It's a Jura age 12 year. Um, it's a single mm-hmm. malt scotch whiskey um, from the Isle of Jura. So it's a super small, tiny island. Um, the way it's described is it's a rich and rounded balance of subtle smoky notes with a sweet sherry cask finish. It's mm. 40% ABV. And yeah, um, I actually just uh, did the tasting um, yesterday uh, and mm. got to taste through basically their new lineup, which is their 10, 12, 18 years. And then they're also their like seven wood um, uh, brand or, or uh, make. And man, it's been quite enjoyable. Um, nice. Particularly for this one. Um, I like normally when you drink like whiskey and at least um, based on my experience like when there's when there's whiskeys that are aged differently like oh there's a seven year a ten year whatever most of the time like 
the 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 aging is just like okay it's it's just an enhancement of like the the richness of the existing flavor right mm-hmm. um but it was really interesting because this um 10 to 12 like it almost like kind of warped and like really evolved the taste which is huh. like pretty crazy because like we did the 10 first i was like oh this is like really good then we did the 12 i'm like there is so much more going on here so i don't know Mm. um this is this is actually a new release from them so they they just came out with this recently i don't know how recently but they just came out with it so it's it's quite enjoyable man nice so i'll bring it over sometime yeah please do um when you guys get the uh the the whiskey for the tasting is it like the same size as uh is it like a how big is it? Yeah, so um, tasting, and I'll just show you on, on our camera, um, but for, yeah. for the listeners, they come in these almost like little like lab-sized like bottles. Oh, um, interesting. Sometimes they're like bigger bottles like this. There's other ones that are kind of like smaller. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, So yeah. it really depends. But those are, these These have been like the, dude, I have so many of these size bottles, like literally just sitting next to me on my desk right now. Yeah. From yeah. all the tastings I've done, but it's like... It's basically how much they would pour you, and if you were to go in person, um, right, right. But yeah, it's it's honestly nice because it's a tasting kit you can do at home. So it's like yeah, yeah, you can do it from the comfort of your home and your couch or whatever, and not have to like worry about driving anywhere or anything. Yeah, um, yeah. Some tastings, depending, um, like if it's like a like a sponsored tasting versus like you know some other like just general tasting. Um, also, like they come with like a bottle. Um, so in this mm-hmm. case, like from particularly this is one from wing hot fung so they they do have a lot of partnerships so i i get i get a bottle basically every time i do a tasting so it's built into the cost um you get like you get a pretty good deal for it but nice yeah man um it's been a, a like i i did a few of these before the pandemic um and getting to do them virtually during the pandemic has been quite nice yeah yeah no that's awesome dude um i definitely want to do our own little tasting oh, uh, yeah. next time with a bunch of your saved up uh, <laughs> bottles from across the time so do for reals yeah um awesome man we got a uh our first uh sort of current events headlines discussion of, of the new uh era i just jive if you will so mm-hmm. um you know we've got a i think got a couple pretty interesting uh topics just to talk through um very recent and some of them are a little you know eyebrow raising mm-hmm. <laughs> that but um before we get into that uh we want definitely want to spend some ice breaking time for some games so mm-hmm. um jesse i know you came up with this one which i really enjoy um yeah what celebrity would you want to hang out with for a day um jesse do you, do you already have one in mind yeah i there's a few that come to mind um, yeah but I will pinpoint this one because actually, like, I guess uh, my girlfriend Genevieve and her family are, are sitting in on this uh, apparently today. But oh. it would be Sebastian Stan. Um, oh. I, I And, like, the, I find him such an interesting celebrity because of his track record with his, um, his um, basically what he's been in. Um, most notably, like from early on, the first thing I remember seeing him in was uh, was Kings, the TV show, um, which was basically a, a TV show, like a modern adaptation of the David versus Goliath story uh, from oh, the Bible. It was really interesting. Um, huh. So it's kind of like a modern take on it, and like um, had some really big act, like a couple of like cool actors that I kind of followed at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I found like Sebastian Stan super interesting because he played um, Jonathan uh, in the character Jonathan. Oh yeah. But yeah. the way they portrayed him was kind of like a like th- they portrayed him as like a a, a, a homosexual dude, um, which was quite interesting. Um, mm. uh, more subtly, and and considering when the show came out, it was kind of like kind of like controversial at the time. It wasn't you know, mm. um, but obviously um, now we know him as you know bucky barnes the winter soldier uh, yes um, and he's come out with a couple other really cool um like really diverse like roles um, that i just mm-hmm. haven't watched yet but i think he would just be fun to be around um I'd, I'd love to pick his brain about like how he got into a lot of these different roles and things and, yeah yeah and also like i i did want to like pick someone who is connected to the marvel world because it's like mm-hmm. 
you know, it's just like a, a door into it, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, he seems like a cool dude, so. Yeah, I think, like, especially after watching Falcon and Winter Soldier, like, mm-hmm. you really got to see more of his, like, almost, like, playful character, mm-hmm. like, because, you know, in the other movies, he's a little bit more stoic, but... I don't know, like that last episode where we see him like just having fun with Sam and his family. I was yeah. like, that I, I can I can see why you would choose him. So yeah, for sure. What about you, man? Who, which celebrity would you pick? Yeah, you know, I think um, it, it might be kind of like a very generic answer, but I feel like Will Smith. Oh, um, I feel like I grew up with so many of his movies and even like Fresh Prince mm-hmm. and stuff. And um, seeing his career, like from him being a, a you know twenty some year old all the way till today, where he's got a whole family and his almost his own empire, but mm-hmm. um, at the same time he still has that same like energy about him at mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, actually, one story I heard I forgot where I heard it from, but it was uh, kind of surrounding the idea of like giving autographs and like taking pictures with fans and stuff mm-hmm. like a lot of celebrities are just like ah you know screw screw you like i don't care about <laughs> fans yeah but i think there's apparently like the story someone was trying to get a uh, photo or something or just kind of looking like oh my god it's will smith mm-hmm. but will smith's on his phone and like you can tell he's like having a actual conversation yeah but then will smith turned to this person and was like oh hey like on the phone like hey do you want a uh, you want a quick picture or something? Just like almost like inviting to, to, to knowing that they were anxious about getting a picture with him. Yeah, yeah. And he was like offering that and was like super nice about it. That's like, cool. It's just like oh man, like that's that that in itself is a very like wholesome thing. But you yeah. know he's just like a funny dude. Um, I feel like you know the the prompt itself is like hanging out for a day. Like dude, yeah. I feel like we would have so much fun. Go to parties go to um you know go do things and you know he's, he's probably someone who can keep the whole group entertained for more than a day so mm-hmm. um i feel like will smith would be a good one yeah that's a good one dude yeah quick follow-up um and i'm gonna uh, i guess surprise you on this what what is okay. your runner-up then on the fly oh man runner-up honestly it was kind of a weird one mm. but uh actually like matt damon Mm. um kind of for similar reasons i just i typically really like the roles he plays in movies mm-hmm. um like just a very like ha- almost like awkward quirky dude mm-hmm. who is like kind of also badass at the same time mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. jason Bourne. i think especially in the first one you can tell he's kind of like he's a little weird right like yeah. when especially when he found out like oh i'm I don't know who I am. Yeah, yeah. And then we talked about Ocean's Eleven last time. Like, I love his character in Ocean's Eleven. Just <laughs> yeah, a cool, awesome dude. But at the same time, like, super kind of insecure for yeah. no reason. Um, and I just love his movies. And uh, I, I think he does have, like, a pretty good sense of humor, too. So I think hanging out with him, I think he's, like, Irish or something. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, hanging out with him in a Boston pub for the whole day would be pretty fun i feel mm, yeah mm, what was nice. your what was your uh, runner-up yeah i i like bounced between a few um but like i think w- if it was just one i would probably actually say like amelia clark um mm. same for honestly for the same reason she seems like such a down-to-earth person and I, yeah and really i just want to pick her brain about like the game of thrones experience her like um at you know playing khaleesi and like um yeah yeah and also like the the arguably the controversial ending and all that stuff and just kind of like talking through that um but even considering like yeah i just her story seems a little bit fascinating with the whole like brain aneurysm or brain thing and just trying to uh like yeah, pick her brain about that, um, and also uh, same same reason as Sebastian Stan get a get a little door into the Game of Thrones cast world, and yep. you know maybe yep. maybe have a little uh, connection to Jason Momoa, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, uh, mostly again, just because I'm curious to pick their brain, um, dude. Just being able to say like, how was your reaction when you read the script, mm-hmm. <laughs> like in the last season? Like, yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Dude, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I just, oh man, as you were talking, I just thought of so many more. Right. And I think there are just 
too many to count. So, um, yeah, very fun. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I, I find it fascinating just to think about because there's so many interesting people that are yeah. famous now, you know, like, um, and I think in our, in our article list, we'll kind of cover a little bit of that too. But, um, you know, why don't we go right into it and I'll, I'll get us started with um, some interesting headlines of some yeah. current events. Um, uh, the first one I, that we have up is the the title of the article is High Cost of Los Angeles home, Homeless Camp Raises Eyebrows and Questions. Um, mm. So this is an article from NPR um, talking about like the homeless situation in um, particularly in L.A. and in SoCal. And um, they were saying that uh, one of the one of the main concerns is that um, LA's first sanctioned campground, which is where they are allowing like tents to be set up, um, mm-hmm. is uh, costing on average like twenty six hundred dollars per tent per month, um, which is like if you think about it from a cost standpoint, like it's a lot, right? Like that's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of things considering uh, um, like if you're you know comparing it versus like rent or those kinds of things. Um, so I, I don't know. I found it quite interesting, mostly because obviously I work with um, the homeless in my profession mm-hmm, and yeah. um, and I'm kind of like a little more sensitive to stuff that kind of um, is headlined around that. And I know recently in L.A. there's been a lot more like talk about it, especially as a um, concerning how how we're viewing it. Um, now that we're kind of coming out of the pandemic a little bit and how yeah, the homeless yeah. population has been affected both population wise, as well as like, um, like resource wise. So, yeah, I mean, just initially, do you have any thoughts based on hearing that? Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that I feel like it's, it's something that I've been hearing a lot. Um, especially during the pandemic where it seems like the right now, the homeless situation is kind of getting, it almost seems like it's like getting nowhere like in, in LA. Um, but I, I think I, I'm just like curious, like just from your perspective, do you, do you like, do you get a temperature of like, or just even just like a, a hearsay from the population that you're like dealing with? Like what, how, like how do they feel about just LA being kind of in the state that, that it's in right now with, um, you know, with, with, I, I, I think homeless like rising and then Mm -hmm. and and i know that like skid row itself is pretty densely populated and i'm guessing continually getting more dense um i think for me just kind of hearing these types of news it it makes me wonder like what what's the next step in a way you know what i mean yeah so is your question like what is the perspective from like the people who are living on the streets and stuff or yeah yeah like yeah you have a sense of like are they kind of just complacent and just like whatever's or are they like man like (laughs) it sounds weird but like almost a old like old old timer uh person like man these streets ain't the same anymore (laughs) you know like yeah yeah and i think it really depends um there's some people who are very like um like they can only focus on what's like currently going on like in their immediate like situation or surrounding so they don't really have the 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 greater sense of like what's going on in the community as a whole whereas there are others who like you said um do have a little bit more of that insight um they've either been on the streets for a long time or they've seen a kind of change over the years um so it really depends um Mm. i think for those who have been around a long time like something i've heard a lot is that um it's a lot rougher than it used to be um oh wow like Mostly, I think, because there's a lot more prevalence of, like, drugs um, mm. and, like, oh, um, drugs and substances and stuff that are circulating the community. Um, so, whereas it wasn't as heavy on that before. Um, so, mm. yeah, um, I think it really, yeah, it depends on who you talk to and what their situation is. And that's what makes this, like, makes my work and also um, working with, with these people, like, so interesting because they all come from very unique sides yeah Um, so yeah uh, but as far as this particular thing i mean it's it's less applicable in our direct circumstance because um i just read but like the this 
campground is in East Hollywood, so it's kind of a little bit far from our local population. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but um, I, I was just kind of skimming the article a bit, and um, it's interesting because, like, the main counterpoint of people being concerned about the cost is that, like, it's already costing a lot of money for mm, there mm-hmm. for there to be nothing done. Um, uh, particularly, like, um, they're saying that there's. Uh, uh, this is from the city controller, uh, Ron Galpern. Galp- Galpern? Um, mm-hmm. uh, he, a quote from him saying that when people are on our sidewalks, that's already costing us a lot of money in terms mm-hmm. of public safety, police, and fire emergency services, paramedics, sanitation, street services, hospitals, and jails, which is definitely true. Uh, because, like, especially health, like, again, I'm coming from the health angle. Like, yeah. a lot of people, like, may not utilize health services, like, until they absolutely need to, which, in, uh, especially when it comes to emergency services, costs a lot of money. You know, um, yeah, uh, healthcare is expensive, um, especially in the acute setting. So, like mm. when you're comparing that versus like, oh, we're setting them up at least a space where they can get multiple, at least basic services that hopefully reduce that. It, it is a cost balance thing, right? So, yeah. I think it's just the first step. I think there's a lot of other creative solutions that um, that are being looked at. Um, one that I am personally like kind of really intrigued about is mm-hmm. the tiny home project, which is mm. it's like this except it's a little bit more established. Um, basically, they build these like tiny homes, these like l- literally like small little single like. Uh, like room kind of things and like mm. and mass in a in a small area um, with the goal of like utilizing that as temporary shelter um, yeah. and again offering them like supportive social services so that they can transition into like more permanent housing and stuff so yeah i don't know um this i just find it a lot really interesting especially lately um with the conversation that's happening around the homeless but yeah man yeah hmm yeah it's so interesting I feel like because I don't I don't live out in LA. Yeah. To be honest, like I think there is a little bit of that detachment from kind of reading about it, seeing it on the news, and just like on on social media and whatnot. Um, and then I don't think it really was until like going out to LA during the pandemic, especially Mm -hmm. where there is kind of like oh wow like whoa like you know I think driving through downtown and then you see like the freeway over or overpass Mm -hmm. like. Um, just even on the bridges across the freeway, it's like, yeah. I don't remember that being filled with tents before. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. And, you know, I think this will probably be a continual topic. Maybe we revisit, yeah. but like, you know, I'm always curious because I, I honestly don't, I haven't lived in proximity to a lot of like that mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. And I, I always wonder, like, you know, one, you know, the government wants to do one thing, the, the, the residents want another thing, but then I do also wonder, like, what do they want? Mm-hmm. You know, like, like what, what actually would help them? And yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't even know where to begin to start to kind of understand that. And it's just, I feel like it's such a big uh, topic and issue that mm-hmm. um, I don't think I'm pretty sure you agree. Like, doesn't seem like it's gonna be a quick resolution at all right yeah of course not um i mean it's it's been around for a long like the homeless problem has been around for a long time in la Mm -hmm. um to this scale um but yeah so obviously it's it's very much related to my work so i'm always again keen to seeing these kinds of articles and things um but yeah man what about you what's uh what's an article that you found that you're um that's interesting yeah, it's um I think some one that we've been uh sort of looking forward to for over a year now. Mm-hmm. Um it's uh basically, you know, as we know, CDC has uh reported for uh fully vaccinated Americans can go out without masks outdoors mm-hmm. except in uh, crowded settings. Um you know, we it it was an eventual thing that needed to happen like soon sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we're starting to see uh, a lot of change uh, just in day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've been taking a peek at a playoff basketball, Jesse, Mm-mm. but man, some of those arenas are filled almost to the brim. Oh, wow. Um, and I just heard 
I think for the if if the Knicks uh, for Madison Square Garden, if they make it to the second round, which right now seems a little unlikely, mm-hmm. apparently they're only going to be accepting vaccinated um, uh, fans to oh, to wow. go in. Meaning they're probably trying to fill it to the brim. Wow, which is like, I don't know, but like. It felt like it was a blink of the eye where it was like, oh, just a few thousand. Yeah. Now it's going to be like 20,000? Like, <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Like, dang, that's nuts. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, man, like those, the vibe in those arenas have just been crazy. Like, yeah. It feels almost scary, like, because of everything we've gone through this year. Yeah. But I know for myself, like, I've I've been feeling kind of that openness to try to be social and Mm -hmm. um be uh yeah getting steps back to normal as we've been talking about so such good news um i'm sure you especially as in healthcare and just probably like it's a good it's good news overall i'm sure right yeah yeah um i think like um kind of pointing back to when the first announcement kind of hit this was actually Mm -hmm. end of april so roughly roughly a a little over a month ago um and honestly like as good of news as it was, like for the time, it felt kind of like jarring, mm-hmm, like super, mm-hmm. super sudden. Um, particularly because I want to like I'm throwing my mind back into that time, but I think this was also when there was like vaccine controversy with the whole J and J thing, right? Um, like which resulted in an unfortunate decline in vaccinations, uh, like from the from the trend that we were going towards, which was like pretty like basically ramping up vaccinations for the community um and population as a whole so like it was honestly a little concerning that like they felt like they they were jumping the gun a bit um because we weren't necessarily at the the target mark of like um what the cdc had wanted um or Mm -hmm. what what the what the political administration wanted us to get to as a country as far as like um herd like quote-unquote herd immunity um with our vaccine vaccinated population Mm -hmm. so i was honestly super like i don't know how to feel about this like um i think right now i'm a little bit more um comfortable with it but i think like Mm -hmm. it's really funny because i actually saw i want to say i think it was an instagram video um that was kind of like memeing on on this as from the healthcare perspective but it was like um it's like oh, okay like cdc announced that like you know you can go outside without masks it's like um, a guy kind of like taking off his mask like okay but the next thing is like oh but i don't want people to think i'm an anti-mask like anti-masker <laughs> so like he put his mask back on but it's like yeah no but like you know if you're like so it's kind of this back and forth which i actually have like really much feel i'm like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like how do we do this as a society and also like what am i gonna do you know uh, yeah yeah honestly just like for my own comfort sake i might just be wearing a mask like at least outside it's fair, it's fair yeah for a while because i think we've if if nothing that we've learned this past year is that people are gross <laughs> uh yeah. or if there's a lot of gross habits um like you know people sneeze and cough like into mm-hmm. the open air which is like you know, you thought it was kind of gross before, but now you're like, oh, that's actually extra gross. It's like extra awareness <laughs> yeah. of it, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think because of some of those things, I like I foresee myself probably keeping a mask handy at the very least for a long time. Um, mm. But I am like excited to hopefully have more settings where I don't have to wear a mask. And obviously, like, you know, when we're dining out or things like that, that's obviously given. But, yeah, um, it'll be nice to basically think and get be comfortable with more of that coming yeah. out, you know? Yeah. I know we talked about uh, my San Diego trip um, earlier, I think a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know what? It's interesting. Like, we we almost got some slight looks like, why are you guys wearing masks? Mm, like, interesting. Uh, and I know San Diego's a little bit more, um, you know, uh, they're definitely not ashamed about it. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's, you know, we, we were obviously being careful, especially with like Yijin being pregnant and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but it is interesting. Like with that, like openness, there's a part of you that's like, I think what you were just mentioning, like the perception of not wearing a mask versus wearing a mask, you know, like, um, you know, you know, we're talking like, man, like if we 
don't wear a mask, there are part of us like, yeah, let's don't let's do that so that we can look like those around us, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like blend in. But then, like in other scenarios, other cases, I feel like probably in LA or like SF, or whatever, where it's a little bit more like it seems they're a little bit more careful. Mm-hmm. Like you would be the one blending in, or you would be like standing out because you weren't wearing a mask. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like the context of you know every situation is yeah. so different and we were just having this weird like especially me i was just like i was like sometimes mask I like yeah in my hand it's like oh uh, what's the right thing to, yeah. to show that i have a mask ready or yeah <laughs> it's like yeah it's just it's a it's almost become like you know for those vaccinated it's more of a social thing rather than a mm-hmm. immediately like like you're gonna you're gonna get real sick type of deal right mm-hmm, like it's mm-hmm. It's interesting what it has become. Yeah, that yeah, that's exactly it. Which I think again, we're moving away from the whole, like, I think as you know, COVID is kind of dying down in our community. Like, it's less of that, like, I guess, direct fear of the pandemic mm-hmm. or the, the 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 disease or virus, but it's more of that like social norm now. Um, yeah, America so. is so strange. <laughs> seriously, seriously. Yeah. All right, you got something uh, Something next? Yeah, um, kind of shifting huge gears a little bit. Um, yeah. But the next one is actually, um, this is a tweet from Twitch. Um, so it's it's quite interesting. So Twitch, again, for those who don't know, is a streaming platform um, primarily for um, people who like stream games or things. But ha- it's really expanded to like just love. Uh, all kinds of people people mm-hmm. streaming about like politics people streaming about life like literally streaming their life on on and travels and stuff um and yeah um so twitch is that platform but um there's been a lot of controversy with their decisions lately and this is uh the the most recent uh tweet uh, uh, uh instilling some controversy which was on may 21st um i'm going to just read both tweets back to back um the first is, we had planned to share this next week, but we've heard a lot of you talking and want to make sure the record is clear. Mm-hmm. Next week, which I guess would have been this this current week, um, we'll be adding 350 plus new tags to celebrate yourself and your community. Which I'm like, that's interesting, right? That's kind of yeah. cool. Their follow-up tweet, uh, which is, we'll have tags related to gender, sexual orientation, race, nationality, ability, mental health, mm. and more. For the full details, check out check it out on the blog. And oh man, um, they're getting quite a storm for this uh, <laughs> this tweet. I mean, yeah. So um, for the again, just for those who don't know, tags are basically like how you can filter your content or like what you're finding as far as your content mm-hmm. on the on the platform. So if you're filtering by these tags, you can you'll you'll see streams that. Um, are related to those tags so it's kind of like a hashtag filter or um, where you can search up things that are with that hashtag it's basically the same thing except with streamers so right right yeah it's uh it's a hot topic man like for considering like our current social climate where being politically correct and also being sensitive and like almost like needing to be accepting of like diversity you know yeah this seems like very much mm. opposite of that um so mm. i don't know i i'm curious from your angle as someone who does not really u- utilize the platform medium like what your pers- what are your thoughts are yeah on yeah i mean overall it's kind of like this social media like uh just the, the climate of media in general right like um it's just really ironic isn't it like uh as as we were talking about this earlier like i i even told you like are you sure this isn't from the onion like (laughs) like it sounds like satire just because like you know it's the 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 idea of satire is a a very relatively harmless usually relatively harmless like concept Mm -hmm. but pushed to the max where it becomes almost like not even like that concept anymore and yeah this idea of equality, the idea of like independence being, you know, embracing who you are, embracing your, yeah. whether it's your flaws, whether it's your identity, mm-hmm. like it's, it's, that's a great thing. But then 
to the point to where like you're labeling it and then kind of like I don't want to say stunting yourself from it but like almost boxing yourself into that like it's like kind of doing the opposite of that right um and yeah it's in, in a way it's kind of just a very bad uh <laughs> they can't really read the room it sounds like yep. twitch can't read the room where it's like okay great people want equality all right yeah now like put on your shirt to what type of equality you are <laughs> so we can we can point to you and yeah. call you out for being that which is you or know, we can quote take, unquote highlight you for being that, right? Yeah, right. So, and uh, I think, you know, on the flip side, it, it can be bad because it's, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of Twitch or YouTube or Twitter or whatever types mm-hmm. of controversies that happen. Now, all of a sudden, like, that tag is associated with that controversy in a weird way. Yeah. Like, it just, it, it, uh, it, it just, it's a bad taste for yeah. sure. Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm going to share with you one other thing to give a little bit more context of why this is really like interesting and fun Uh Um, and like why it's kind of like almost doubled down on this controversy. So this, this again was very recent, like just a week ago, right? Uh, Shortly before that, um, there was another controversial thing that they did, which is... Uh Over the last, I don't know how long it's been happening, but um, there's been the uh, an issue on Twitch where there's a lot of um, streams that are quote unquote hot tub streams. I actually did hear uh-huh. about this. Yeah, yeah. So again, for our listeners or for people who may not know, or even just to share a little bit, um, the controversy is that there's these um, streams that are basically having like, like almost like soft course like centralized content with people wearing you know bikinis in hot Mm -hmm. tubs and just kind of like i don't know um and and considering the platform is supposed to be like i think it's like 13 plus um as far Mm -hmm. as age wise um it's like what is the platform promoting (laughs) right (laughs) um and it's yeah. super funny and interesting because they actually ended up making a stream category to find specifically right. hot tub <laughs> streams. So there, there's some people who kind of like um, satired it and kind of like are trolling it a little bit. Right, um, right. Like, you know, some dudes like in, in Speedos like or <laughs> or like literally some animated okay. like like frog in, in a stream in, in, a, in, a, in a like made up like pool, you know. But yeah. There's also like a lot of like other like real life like female streamers who are streaming in hot tubs, you know. So right, that was right, right before this happened, and like Oof. it almost felt like a one-two punch of like yeah, and like you said, like maybe they just are not in tune with like dude what people actually like need or want or what is actually like appropriate, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't know it. <laughs> it's, it's interesting I, it's interesting i'm curious where it'll go um yeah but yeah man um, wow this this has been a very interesting storyline that has come out of the pandemic recently and i'm uh-huh i'm uh this is like some hot drama stuff that i'm following you know <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's well we'll see how it goes maybe they'll add some more tags for uh <laughs> some worse things uh, down the line we'll see we'll see well, yeah all right, man. What what other article have you found though uh, has interested you recently? Yeah, um, this one actually came up. Uh, I first heard about it at work, and it actually does pertain to both of us. Mm. Believe it or not, um, uh, Scripps Hospital down in San Diego has been hit a couple weeks ago by some uh, ransomware to the point where they pretty much shut down all user activity um, to their uh, patient portal, and I. Th- think uh just this week started like kind of uh opening it up a little bit mm. um so definitely a couple weeks where uh yeah uh scripts as a kind of uh a hospital with electronic records mm-hmm. pretty much resorted back to paper oh, um man. and uh what's i think the reason why it pertains to both of us is um scripts is actually in kind of an adjacent client to Mm, ours um, where one of our clients uh 
is a partner of Scripps mm-hmm. and kind of where this first hit my radar was that uh we started getting alerts um on some like interfaces mm-hmm. where it's like Scripps is like down like it's not responding yeah you know, like you know not a fire like not necessarily a fire but like hey there's something wrong here yeah and then like it was over like i think sunday or something we're like um all right i mean it's yeah ultimately not something we can do to help yeah and then mondays when our uh security guy was like yep they got hit by ransomware oh, and was, they are yeah. screwed Dude. and to the point where um i was just talking to a friend who was trying to get some results kind of like around the time that this happened and at that point maybe a week later they still couldn't get their blood test results back oh man because of like just the really bad timing of how everything went so and then obviously this applies to you because you are in the medical field and i'm sure you've you guys had your fair share of like cybersecurity like scares yeah um but yeah man i mean for you like when you when you heard about or like when this came on your radar i think just today like was like did that trigger anything in you (laughs) it did i mean not yeah not to that degree but like right you know when when you were just talking right now about um how like oh yeah you got alerts that you know the system is down or whatever like that happens to us like on occasion too like which is Mm -hmm. super annoying like because yeah like it really especially like for places most places are utilizing some kind of electronic record now and when it goes down like it's painful like mm-hmm. trying to like keep up the business that like and operation that we're doing without like that system because we're that's where all our information is right that's where all of yeah. our work is being done and documented on um so not having access to it is like incredibly detrimental um, yeah. just from a functional standpoint so like you know and, and that you know, that does happen on occasion and usually it gets resolved sometimes same day, sometimes next day or whatever. Um, but hearing that like they were out for like weeks, oh my gosh, that's like, that's nightmare inducing, man. I can't imagine being like a nurse, like trying to just get back into paper charting. Oh, their heads are probably like backwards at that point. Like, yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine that. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, these systems were designed to, like, make your job easier. Mm-hmm, like, you yeah. know, with, like, reminders, with prompts, with, like, making documentation easy. Like, there's a lot yeah. of different reasons, you know, why electronic records are, like, like the thing, right? But mm-hmm. going back to paper is, like, literally going back into the dark ages. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as healthcare-wise, yeah. so that's, that's no fun, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm, and I think, like, it's it's definitely something that, our company always talks about like healthcare, like software is, you know, it's in reality, there are a lot of dinosaur types of entities Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh man, it's slow to move because it's, you know, based on government funding a lot of the times. And that's always slow. Like Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a state type of deal. Right. So, you know, but then at the same time, it's like such a crucial industry, like, there's so much data out there that can be so valuable to um, cyber attacks. And I mean, personally, like hearing these type of things and this one kind of hitting a little closer to home because it is like so close to, to LA and Irvine. Like mm-hmm. it just reminds us that like, dude, you know, there is so much awesome stuff that goes on with, um, you know, electronic health records, but mm-hmm. one sec. excuse me. But, you know, being someone like me working in this industry and seeing the ugly, ugly sides yeah, of it, like yeah. a part of me is like, man, let's just let's just stick to facts. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you know, there's you know, I think I, I don't know if I've told you too much about it, but like the so certain things I see are just so alarming, like mm. literally, um, you know, a patient's record is spread across like a hundred different records mm. um, i've seen a diff- hundred different individual patients records merged into one. Oh my like, gosh because of like they don't know how to use a right medical record number yeah um, so like there are just things <laughs> yeah. that comes with like software that if you don't do it right it's it'll set it'll actually set you 
worse than the Stone Ages yeah. because it's like you're not even providing actual good care. At yeah, some point, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That I mean, yeah, that's that's hard. It's complicated, and especially in our yeah. in our world where there's almost like a infinite amount of options of like, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it just gets really complicated. Um, yeah. So hopefully, I, I hope they look better. I hope for scripts that they got access back i i don't know i think i think it's slowly coming back together yeah mm. but ah man it's it just sucks sucks that it got to that position you know yeah dang dude yeah all right man you got you got an interesting one for for the last one huh yeah so um again this is a uh, kind of reverse chronological this was actually right around the same time that cdc came out with that announcement so it was a little bit mm. before um that but the title of this article is Elon Musk on his Mars landing efforts. Uh, and this is quote unquote, a bunch of people will probably die. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so this, this article is from deadline. Um, this was on April 25th and um, this was right before Elon had hosted um, SNL. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, Elon, I think everyone has kind of been aware, but he says some crazy stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and, you know, but he's also done some really, really cool stuff, you know, particularly with, like, Tesla's advancements in the EV industry, like, um, with uh, SpaceX and, you know, like, their space exploration, like, uh, like ventures and their um, ingenuity on that. Um, but um, now his kind of response and his perspective saying, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> as far as, like, scientific discovery, um, like, it's kind of a almost like insensitive thing to say, um, <laughs> but at the same time, like he's not wrong, you know. Like, yeah. um, so I guess I'm just going to read this. This article is pretty short, so I'm just going to read it really quick. Yeah. Um, so again, um, Elon Musk is hosting Saturday Night Live in May, but no one is laughing at his latest statement. <laughs> Musk made his prediction in an interview with Peter Diamandis, the founder and chairman of the X Prize Foundation for Scientific Discovery. "Quote unquote, you might die. It's going to be an, it's going to be uncomfortable, and probably won't have good food." Unquote. Musk said, adding that it will be an "quote unquote" arduous and dangerous journey where you may not come back alive. Um, honestly, a bunch of good people will probably die in the beginning. He added, but um, insi- insisted it would also be a glorious adventure and it will be an amazing experience Hmm. it's not for everyone he said volunteers only um and it closes with just some stats about spacex and stuff but yeah yeah uh (laughs) what are your thoughts (laughs) yeah i mean musk has been uh quite scrutinized a lot lately for Mm -hmm. things he says things he tweets um but yeah i think you're right though like it's not wrong is just usually not this publicized (laughs) like like science unfortunately has had a lot of casualties with medicine um with tech yeah tech uh travel and whatnot like so i yeah again um i think oddly enough i was kind of scrolling through the comments on that uh deadline Uh article there's a lot of people saying that like I'm down. (laughs) And so, um, again, like, I don't know, you know, what the pulse, I'm sure there will be people who are willing to do it, but yeah, I think a part of me is just first and foremost, like just amazed that we're even talking about this with real, uh, like with any reality to it, like traveling to Mars is such a, like, you know, it, it was such a science fiction type of thing mm-hmm. all of our lives. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden with SpaceX and all this stuff going on, it's like, you know, it's starting to become a little bit more reality mm-hmm. each day. And um, I obviously probably, uh, both of us, we probably won't sign up as volunteers. <laughs> um, but there is kind of this, um, yeah, it, it's kind of like once you start expanding the horizon there, you almost like wonder like, whoa, then what's next then? Um, And oddly enough, it kind of reminds me of like Avengers a little bit where like, I think it was uh, Ultron who said like, 
you know, ever since Tony Stark um, appeared or something, like, the amount of, like, cosmic Mm -hmm. entities that have attacked have, like, exponentially increased. It's Mm -hmm. like, once we land on Mars, are the threats going to come here because we're a challenge or something? Oh, man. Like, are we going to be... inciting like like, violence Uh, yeah like we're inciting we're gonna have to have we're gonna have to have our own uh, avengers and i bet elon musk will be our iron man i guess (laughs) but but, uh yeah it's 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 interesting man it's uh you know obviously this article is interesting itself but yeah just the concept of space travel it's uh it's mind-blowing for sure yeah and again like i I think it's just hilarious because, again, I think at the end of the day, he really is not wrong because to make, especially these, with almost all of these great scientific discoveries and, like, really mm-hmm. where we've kind of jumped, you know, um, uh, like, ahead into the future, um, at different points, there has been a lot of, like, loss and casualty, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Even just with the space programs in general, there have been a lot of, like, missed, like, losses, right? Um mm-hmm. But from that, we've also gained a lot, right? Like as a as a yeah. society. Um, but we've but it's never been said that like it, it kind of comes off like it's all right, people will die, you know? Like it, it's yeah. again just insensitive. <laughs> so yeah, and the fact that it's coming out of Elon's like cold yeah. face, like okay, yep, all right, you heartless man. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So I'm I don't know. I I just yeah I'm. <laughs> just a funny dude man like he's so crazy and like he's a great gift and curse to mankind uh yeah i don't know we'll just have to see how 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 things go but yeah yeah here's an interesting uh uh kind of proposition jesse Mm. like how much because obviously this seems like it's gonna be you know we're gonna treat you like just body bags at this or not uh, meat bags Mm -hmm. at this point but like if it was like a job how much would someone have to pay you to go to mars and go through this whole process i don't even know if i i would want like sure i would want some pay like but it wouldn't even go to me like it would have to go to like my next of kin (laughs) not because (laughs) i expect not because i expect to die from like whatever but because like honestly i mean in quote unquote it is a death sentence because you're leaving to such a far place like there's Mm -hmm. there's probably no way you're gonna go there and come back like that's just not (laughs) a thing right like if you're signing up for it you're signing up to go you know like and be there like i I, yeah i don't think of it as like oh you're making a trip to mars it's like oh you're you're just you're immigrating yeah. to Mars, essentially. So it, that is such a crazy point, right? Yeah. So I think for me, it's it's like the pay, sure, but like to let's say like I have like Mexican or like family or whatever, like. But I think more so, like I would want to know, like, how do we plan to sustain life when we get there? You know, like, yeah, are we like setting up a colony or and like how do we like make basic things like food and water and air you know like yeah just like these basic things that we'll need to live there you know um yeah that's such a good point yeah i didn't really think about (laughs) yeah so i mean like the going thing is like like if it was like oh how much would how much would you like um you know be willing to sell yourself to go to like like moon the moon or whatever yeah yeah. it's one thing but like um to be going to Mars is a totally different story, I think. Yeah, I, I think I'm pretty much on the same page there, <laughs> it, it, with given those circumstances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, dude, that's that's awesome. A lot of, a lot of interesting and you know, a lot of positive stuff too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think. Oh, definitely mostly just the CDC one, actually. Now that I'm looking at our list, there's yeah. a lot of questionable stuff as well. <laughs> yeah. So. Why, don't, why don't we end it with a bonus, with a, with a little fun one, which is uh, yeah. Marvel just released their first like teaser of uh, the Eternals yeah. movie. So I'm assuming you watched the, the, the teaser, I right? did, I did, yeah. Any initial thoughts? Yeah, not... I, I think it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be a different flavor with having such a 
like big cast of people introduced in one go like mm-hmm. there's a lot of pretty good act- actors in that cast mm-hmm. and um i i'm just curious to see like how they're gonna pull it off in a, in a movie with so many new people at once mm-hmm. but um, i'm actually not too familiar with like the eternal story mm-hmm. um in the comics book so um yeah definitely curious to see how about yourself yeah i mean definitely that but also the fact that chloe Zhao, um the second woman yes. to win oscar um in 93 years uh is the you know is directing this movie um yeah, yeah. and from the teaser it like it looks gorgeous man like the film is yeah. gonna look awesome it's probably gonna feel pretty awesome um mm-hmm. i th- i think if i'm not mistaken Ram- ramin J- J- uh, jawadi um th- is composing it who uh who is the one who, the the main like hbo composer um i think oh. he also composed for the first iron man but he composed for the game of thrones for westworld nice. so I think it's it has a pretty winning combination of of yeah. elements and yeah I mean I have yeah. I literally before um, they announced that they were going to do a movie on it and like even just like with the the teaser I have no idea what the story really is about um, right. or who the characters are or anything but I'm curious and fascinated so yeah yeah pretty excited yeah that's is that coming out this year I think it's. I think it's this fall or winter. Oh man! I, I want to say it's November. Um, nice, nice. Yeah, oh, that's gonna come soon. Mm-hmm. Nice, dude. Awesome, man. A lot of good, a uh, lot of fun discussions. A lot of good topics. Mm-hmm. Um, should be a fun. Uh, yeah, I think the rest of the year is gonna be a lot of recovery. But mm-hmm. I mean, hey, Eternals is coming, so everything's gonna be fine. Yep. Yep. Um, awesome, man. So. Uh, just for the wreck of the week, um, I thought since we talked about some celebrities that we would want to BFFs mm. uh, hang out with, mm-hmm. um, just kind of a recommendation uh, along the same lines. Uh, just a like uh, uh, one of your favorite movies could be underrated, could be not um, movie or or show that your celebrity um, uh, starred in um, or was a part in. Yeah. So um, I can I can go first. Okay. Uh, as if you recall, I, I chose Will Smith. Um, I think uh, one of the movies uh, that I always forget that Will Smith's like that is part of Will Smith's uh, cinematography mm-hmm. uh, or sorry filmography is uh, iRobot. Oh right. Um, I mm. I don't know. It's a very it's it's action. It's got ai related like it's kind of like terminator but a little less dark mm-hmm. um and will smith is really funny in it and very you know he's the will, action star will uh, flavor of will smith mm-hmm. and um i don't know it, i feel like it's a kind of an underrated movie um mm-hmm. which uh you know it's always good to revisit those yeah but i mean i was looking at his uh filmography and i was like dude man there's just a lot of good stuff on here, but um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with I'm Legend. Okay. No, 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 I'm Legend. <laughs> I Robot. So many eyes. Yeah, yeah. I I I want to like um, affirm that I actually have a really fond memory of I Robot. I've watched it a yeah. couple times in in my life. Um, not recently, but I do remember like really enjoying it. Um, it was, mm-hmm. I, and I feel like it was very underrated for its time. Um, yeah, and like I think it really does highlight like how like he's a pretty great actor like um and you know there's been some there's been some misses like in his in his filmography career but like Mm -hmm. i think this is one of his underrated hits for sure yeah yeah Yeah, for me with sebastian stan um you know i can definitely say um his marvel like uh presence is definitely like um like something to look out for particularly um with the recent show falcon winter soldier but i will i will go back to kings i will say like Mm. um again that's where i like first kind of saw him and i was like what an interesting guy like yeah uh, mostly because i you know um as a christian knowing the story of david and goliath and stuff and and saul and jonathan and whatever like there's a certain conception i have of those characters uh, mm-hmm. But that being translated into the modern world and modern day um, yeah. was like very very interesting to watch. So I definitely think like he does a really great job 
in his role in that show. Um, it's only yeah. one season. Uh, I want to say it was during the time when shows were like basically 20 plus episodes long for a season. Because mm-hmm. um, I think most shows nowadays, like especially coming on streaming platforms, are like eight to 10. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that one's a good one. Um, nice. So yeah, I, I actually don't even, was, I think it might have been like an NBC show. Um, I don't. Mm. I don't even remember what the it's a big network show. Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay, yeah, man. Cool, cool. Honestly, I feel like I really, like you said, enjoyed like Sebastian Stan, like as an actor and, and the things I've watched. But I just, I feel like I haven't watched um, like a lot of his deep cuts. You know, mm-hmm. like the, the ones that are a little bit more under the radar. So mm-hmm. you know, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll definitely be on the lookout for that. For sure, dude. Yeah. All right, man. A lot of a lot of good stuff. Um, you know. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to see each other again soon and practice the CDC, uh, (laughs) not rulings, but (laughs) But new new recommendations on on life. Yeah. So, uh, listeners, I hope you guys are also enjoying just life in general during the summer um, Mm -hmm. and hope this was a fun uh, session for you guys as well. So, um, as always, we will see you next time. See ya. See ya.